Come on. Welcome to Life Play. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Paul Miners. Paul, are you ready to do this? I am. Thanks for having me, George. Excited to have you on. Paul is a virtual productivity consultant. He's helping businesses optimize their systems to support efficiency and growth. Paul, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, I guess personal life, uh, I'm um, calling in or talking to you today from Auckland, New Zealand. So we said at the start, I'm, I'm talking to you from the future. It's a day ahead of you here. And I'm actually from England, from the UK, um, but I moved here with my family about 15 years ago. So if you're wondering what is this accent, it's sort of a mix of English slash uh, Kiwi New Zealand accent. And uh, no, I'm, I'm uh, married here with uh, a three-year-old boy and another one on the way. And um, in terms of my my work and my business, what I do is, um, so yeah, I, the broad label that I apply is that I'm a productivity consultant. Uh, more specifically, our uh, my team and I, we help small to medium-sized businesses to better use technology, specifically Asana, which is a project management tool, and uh, Pipedrive, which is a sales CRM. So tools that a lot of small to medium-sized businesses probably use. And so what we do is we provide support to companies who are new to these tools. They want to set up the software correctly, uh, train their team on how to use it properly, and maybe integrate it with other tools and systems that they use as well. So we actually do a lot of automation with uh, tools like Zapier. And so that's the main kind of service and support that we provide is working with businesses to basically use their tools and their technology more efficiently and effectively so that you can um, scale and grow your business. I, I really do believe that a lot of businesses growth is limited by their systems. So that's what re we really enjoy doing is helping you to grow by by uh, using your systems and your technology more eff effectively. Nice. I appreciate that. How have you been able to systematize your life since the three-year-old came in and how are you expecting it to change again as soon as the other one yeah. appears? Yeah. Well, my wife and I have operated from using a shared calendar for many, many years. Um, that was my doing. I'm a big user of my calendar. I'm big into time blocking and scheduling my work. So not just appointments, but also like work that I'm doing is blocked out uh, on my calendar. And so we use a shared calendar. We have a, a shared family calendar. And if there's something we both need to be aware of, whether it's a, a, like a social event or who's picking up um, our boy from kindy, um, we make sure that that's, uh, that's on the calendar. And so it's a really simple thing that a, a couple can do to just organize what you're doing, where you need to be, who's responsible for what. And it's, it's worked really well um, it, to the point where our friends laugh at us now. Cause if they're, we, we hang out, we, we're big into CrossFit. We have some very close friends at our CrossFit gym and we're always organizing get togethers and things. And they'll, our friends will joke and laugh at us about, Oh, who's going to, who's going to add it to the calendar. <laughs> Cause they know that we're uh, big into scheduling. So uh, no, when number two comes along, I'm sure that that's just going to continue. And the calendar is probably just going to get a little bit busier. Yeah, I appreciate that. So it strikes me, and you probably walked me through maybe your progression uh, in, in, in your business and all that good stuff. Um, I've been a professional essentially since 2001 when I graduated college. And where we are today versus that 20-some years ago is, is vastly different. And it's a, a function of, I, am, I try to be really mindful of, of utilizing technology without utilizing too much technology. It's like, 
how, how, how do I figure out what I'm missing and, but also not overwhelming myself and taking on too much complexity? Yeah, it's tricky balance. And I think sometimes people often have this tendency as well to hop around and try different tools. So we, we often, I hear from people who say, oh yeah, I've tried, you know, Trello and Monday and Basecamp, and now I'm using Asana. And that's always sort of a little, um, maybe a red flag for me or not a red flag, but it's what it tells me is that there's so, probably something deeper going on. There's a deeper problem than the tool. And people think, oh, well, this tool didn't work for me, so I'll try that one instead. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not as organized, so I need this system as well. And I think what people sometimes fail to recognize is that it's maybe not the tool that's letting you down. It's actually your own use of the tool. Because it is, it's called a tool, right? It's like a hammer. You know, you can you can use a hammer to build a house, or you can use it to, I don't know, like do nothing with it, like smash a piece of wood, <laughs> smash a window. Like sure. so, it's only it's only as good as it's only as good as how well you apply the tool. And so, what we often find when we really unpack the problem is, oh well, the reason these tools maybe failed is how they were introduced to your team, or it was a lack of understanding about the best practices, who's allowed to set dates and mark tasks as complete. And so it's more how you used the tool than the protocols and the best practices that govern the tool that are often letting people down. So that's something I'm always interested to get into and unpack when working with a client, because um, these tools usually, you know, they're very well designed. They're all pretty similar. And what's going to determine success with your technology and your systems is how you decide to use it. Yeah, that certainly does make sense. Yeah. Operator error, oftentimes uh, the, the problem. So it, 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 that's, that's, that, that's why you have the work that you do, right? Is that so few of us, why, why is it so hard for me to do it on my own? Yeah, well, you, you can do it on your own. Um, I'm, I'm completely self-taught. And, um, but the reason, the reason, uh, the reason people come to us is usually I'm, I'm talking to a business owner who is um, pretty busy. You know, people listening to this podcast probably are wearing lots of different hats. They've got lots to do, maybe managing a team as well. Don't necessarily have the time to sit down and go through the rabbit hole of resources on, let's just take Asana, for example, Asana's website and understand how do I use this tool? How shall I set it up? How do I train my team? That's, you know, adopting a new tool and and managing your team through behavioral change and getting them to adopt new habits is something that takes a bit of time. So what the value that we provide is fast tracking that journey. We've worked with hundreds of clients around the world. We've seen the mistakes that people make. We've got the process of how do we introduce this tool? And so we walk people through this process to actually design the system and set up people's projects in a really clear and understandable way from day one. Because uh, we get approached by two types of people. We get approached by people who are brand new to the tool and they say, look, I don't want to waste time. I want to get this set up right from day one. Um, then we get approached by people who are six or 12 months down the line. They've tried setting it up on their own. They haven't grasped it or they know it can do a lot more. And now they need an expert to come in and fix the, the tool that's not really working for them. So that's the value that we provide. It's really fast tracking that journey, which um, business owners who are busy really, really appreciate. Yeah. So when we talk about productivity, what is that what does that mean to you? Well, to me, productivity, I mean, the definition that gets thrown around a lot, which I uh, completely agree with, is that productivity is about being efficient, 
Yeah, I mean, we all we efficiency is synonymous with productivity. Everyone thinks about we you, you know you want to be more efficient, but effectiveness as well. This is the very common definition of productivity is about being effective and efficient. So, what does that mean? Effectiveness is doing the right things, and actually, that's almost more important than the efficiency. Because there's no point doing something efficiently. Efficiency is how you do the work. It's how quickly you can get it done. There's no point doing something efficiently, doing it well, if what you're doing is the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. So productivity is the combination of being effective, doing the right things, and being efficient. So really, with with productivity, you need to start with an understanding of, well, where am I trying to get to? What's my desired outcome? And for me, productivity is a vehicle or a tool or a, it's really a skill that I can apply to all, all across my life. It's not just something in my business, in my personal life with personal goals as well. I might, I'm thinking about, well, where do I want to be? What do I want to achieve this year? So how can I be more effective? What is it that I want to get done? What is that desired outcome? And then how do I get there efficiently? So if there is a meaning of life, I'm not a, I'm not a religious uh, person, but like if, there are, if there's a meaning of life for me, it's to use your time really well. The time that we have on this planet, you know, you've got probably 80 to 90 years. I think we just want to use that time really well. So for me, productivity is a means to an end. It's how I'm going to use my time on this earth and be really happy with, with how I spend that time when I'm done. Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And it's not really your job to help people figure out what the right thing they want to be doing is. Are you assuming that they already know that or are you digging into that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's often part of the bigger question of like, you know, uh, and, and it's, it's it, we bring that into the, the software that they're using as well. So I think, again, one of the failures that people um, make when they're setting up a new tool is they they kind of jump straight into setting it up and playing with it without really thinking about, well, why are we using this tool? Like, again, let's just take Asana, which is a project management tool, as an example. Um, often it just gets dumped on a team without really understanding, well, what's the point of this tool? How does it fit into the business? Why are we using it? So I think it's important to understand, well, what problems is it going to help us solve? Maybe right now we don't have enough visibility of the work that we're doing and who's responsible for what. Maybe we're communicating across all these different channels when actually we should centralize our communication. So if you can point to specific problems and say, this is how the tool or the technology is helping us, um, that's really crucial in the beginning to get the buy in and the commitment from the team in order for them to use the tool correctly. So yeah, and, and so that understanding the problem, that's the what, that's the effectiveness. How does this tool or technology, how is it going to help us? Um, what problem is it helping to solve? Uh, if, 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 we, if you don't understand that, you don't really have a way of measuring, like, is the tool doing its job? Yeah, well, that certainly makes sense. So helping to figure out the the reasoning why in the first place that you bought something or you're considering buying this piece of software and mm. then making sure that yep okay this is it's capable as you said probably there's a lot of tools out there that are capable why why have you settled on asana yeah great question i could have settled on any any one of them really i mean for me asana i started using in 2012 when i was working in marketing uh when i had a full-time job before my business we like many businesses we tried a few different project management tools nothing really stuck and this was partly the problem uh was caused by the business owner just not rolling it out correctly he just sort of emailed us one day and said let's try this and it was not really thought out the the rollout of that tool um, but i found asana i actually discovered it on a podcast 
And being a productivity geek, I, I, I took it on myself to figure out how to use this tool. And um, we really liked the interface. It was like quite, you know, just nicely designed and intuitive and customizable. So we really liked that. I mean, back then it was a lot simpler than it is now. Um, so that's the one that we started using at this company where I was working. And uh, it was my boss who actually, he paid me a bonus once we'd got it up and running. And I, I sort of showed everyone how to use it. And I, I really took the, um, took the reins in terms of being that, that, champion of Asana in the business. And I, I showed everyone how to use it. And so he paid me a bonus and said, you know, this, this has been so transformative and beneficial to the company. And he paid me this bonus. And so that's actually how I started my business years later. As I was thinking, you know, what could I do? How could I help people? What's like a problem I could solve? And I thought, well, maybe other businesses would be willing to pay for that support. So, um, it's, it's just sort of, it's been a, an evolving snowball from that very first experience of that job um, about 10 years ago. Yeah, it was 10 years ago this year. I just realized that. Wow. Um, nice. So ever since then, it's just evolved into me starting my business. And uh, no, we don't do any other project management tools. I'd rather just be really good at one and do that one really well and just be the Asana guy, you know, rather than trying to cover everything and do an average job on everything. I'd rather be really good at one, one thing, sort of a, a specialist. Yeah. Does does somebody at an organization need to be that champion? Yes, definitely. Yeah, we we always recommend this. Um, we like this sort of train the trainer model, where um, it is. I think it is important to have somebody internal at the company who is taking that responsibility for the tool, whether it's Asana or your CRM or whatever. A bit like how you know, if you use an accounting program like QuickBooks or Zero, your accountant is probably the Zero champion. You know, but people often don't have that person for their project management tool or for their um, CRM or their email. So, yeah, I do think it's important to have um, somebody who's the champion, somebody who's got like a, a better understanding of the tool, somebody who can be that internal support provider for other team members who are struggling, who need some extra support. So we like working with that internal champ champion to train them and get them up to speed so that they can become the expert for their company. Yeah, we think that's a really important role to have. Otherwise, you know, if nobody's really taking responsibility for the tool and nobody's really um, enforcing good best practice, that's when the usage of the tool can kind of fizzle out, people slip into bad habits. So we think a having a champion is really important. Yeah, I'm sure that everybody that's listening has had some kind of an experience either at their current role or at a past role where they say, yeah, you know, we had all these technologies that were available, but for whatever reason, we didn't use any of them or we yeah. didn't use them well enough. So do you have, obviously you like Asana and Pipedrive, but is there a, a piece of technology or something that you would say, whatever you're doing, you really ought to consider this? Yeah. The one that comes to mind, uh, there's, there's loads I could, I could choose from, but the one that comes to mind that I often reference is uh, text expander because I do think everyone could find use for this tool. So what text expander is, is it's a, um, it's a text expansion tool. Okay. What is that? <laughs> so what you can do, that's how they describe it. I actually think it's quite funny on their website. It's for text expansion. Um, so what it is, is let's, uh, the best way to explain it is with an example, let's take an email template. So what you can do with text expander is you can, um, take an email template, you know, we've all got emails that we send on repeat, you know, when booking this podcast, you probably used a template to say, this is the, the template I'm going to use to communicate with Paul. So you can take that template, you can put it into text expander, and then you can set up what's called uh, an abbreviation, um, which will then let you um, kind of pull that 
in, or insert that template into somewhere where you're typing. So let's say you've got Gmail open or I use Apple Mail. Text Expander works anywhere that you can type text. So it doesn't matter what tool you're using. I can be an Apple Mail. And I type out my little abbreviation. Usually I use like a, a semicolon as the sort of prefix to my, to my abbreviation. So if I type out um, semicolon and then the word intro, my introductory email template will then spit out into that email. So I don't have to go, if I've got the template, I don't have to go looking for it in a document or a note. I don't have to go and find a previous email and copy it. I just type that one little abbreviation and the, the snippet or the, the template that I've saved will then spit out into the email. So that's basically what it does. What you can do then to really take it to the next level is you can add um, fill-ins and little placeholders for extra bits of information. So if I want, if at the start of my email, I want a little box where I can type the person's name. So when I type my abbreviation, I get a little pop-up that says, right, what's the person's name? Um, I can have little, I can have paragraphs that are optional. I can turn on and off different paragraphs if I want. Um, I can have drop-down boxes if I want to select from a menu. So it's really powerful. You can customize your templates to suit different scenarios. So that is what it, what it does. So it's really useful for things like email templates. I also use it to store a lot of links, like uh, I use Calendly to book all my, my calls. So I have Calendly links or my affiliate links, links to my products and services on my website. So again, rather than having to go to the browser and copy a link, I can just use a little abbreviation and, and send somebody the link. Um, there's all sorts of use cases for a tool like Text Expander. I use it for things like... Um, a checklist as well. So I do a podcast of my own. And when I give a, uh, when I'm giving the tasks to my VA, who's going to then do the upload and description for me, I have a snippet that generates the um, default description. I customize it. I put a paragraph at the start. What is the episode about? But then I have all that boilerplate stuff that you put in under your um, notes. You know, here's where you sign up and all that call to action. So I have all of that saved in Text Expander. So for anyone listening who, you know, we all have emails that we send on a regular basis or text that we have to just type regularly, even something as simple as your email address or your physical address. I never type out my address. I just type semicolon home and then my home address will type out. Um, so everyone can find a use for this tool. And, I, and I'll finish by giving you some really concrete examples of how it saves me time. I got my email report from Text Expander at the start of the year. And in 2021, I saved four and a half days worth of time just on typing. Nice. So if you took my average typing speed, I saved four and a half days. That's like pretty tangible. Since I started using Text Expander, I think I've saved about 25 days. That's nearly a month of time I've been able to save just on typing. So it really has a, a very tangible impact on uh, this is the efficiency part, how quickly you can do things. Yeah. Amazing. I love it. Well, Paul, that was that was really solid, but the people are ready for that difference making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah. Well, what I would say is um, uh, invest in your systems early. If you, if you, you know, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are probably in the early days of their business, working out, you know, getting, getting everything setting, set up, you know, setting up their marketing and, and generating the first few, um, their first few dollars. And the mistake or the, the problem that we see a lot of people um, coming to us with is that they've grown very quickly. This is something we hear every day. They say, we're growing really quickly and now we can't keep up. Hmm. And what's holding us back is our systems. It doesn't matter what that is. If it's a CRM, if it's a email marketing tool, if it's a project management software, like I said at the very beginning, 
most people, their growth often is limited by um, how much capacity they can handle and the systems that they have. And so what I would say, if you, especially if you're in the early innings of your business, invest in your systems early, even though right now you might even just be working on your own and you can do everything yourself. You can remember everything in your head. You need to try and get into that habit of, of documenting your process and using systems to manage your business. Because when you grow and scale and hire more people, you can't, you're not doing everything yourself and you can't, um, you need to get that stuff out of your head and into a system. So the earlier you can be figuring out your systems, the, um, the easier it's going to be to grow. And so you just need to do that little bit of groundwork now to set yourself up for success later. Because, And I just share this one because it's something we hear every day is people struggling to grow because now they're just um, absolutely disorganized and, uh, and, and need better systems. So the earlier you can invest, the less likely you will need to work with someone like me. <laughs> well, I think that is great stuff. It definitely gets, come on. Paul, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How, how can they engage with you? Thank you. The best place to find me is my website, paulminers.com. Um, I'm also on YouTube. I do a lot of videos about these tools on YouTube. So you can just type my name into YouTube as well. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Paul your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to paulminers.com. It's P-A-U-L-M-I-N-O-R-S.com. Check out all the great resources that he's got on the page and also find them on YouTube and check out all the great tutorials and information that Paul puts out there. Thanks again, Paul. Thanks. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.